that of these two, the karyam, the effect, such as part, is a dependent entity because it cannot exist without clay, which is its material cause. Whereas clay, the substance, does not depend upon the part for it to be there. Clay exists on its own. Clay shines on its own. Whereas the part is because clay is, the part shines because the clay shines. So in the effect, such as part, cause such as clay is there. Whereas the cause clay, the effect, namely part is not there. There is no partness in clay. There is clayness in part. This is the simple cause and effect relationship. Karnatvam tato gacchet karya bhave vicharataha Now having understood that the clay is independent of the part, then now meaning that for thinking of clay, we do not have to think of part. When we say that the cause inheres in the effect, the clay inheres in the part, meaning that in the thought of the part, clay is included, clay has to be included, because without the clay, the part cannot be. But now, when you think of clay, does part have to be there in your thought? No. In clay, there is no partness. Clay is independent, part is dependent upon clay. Clay is independent of plot. So then, if you just look at now clay, then the clay has no relationship with the part. Part is related to clay, but clay has no relationship with part. Part exists because of clay, clay exists on its own. So, karatvam tato gacchet. Thus, when you look at the clay itself, then you find that the clay is even itself devoid of the idea of causality. Clay is called a clause only from the standpoint of the part. On its own, from the standpoint of clay, clay is clay, there is no cause in there, no causality. <coughs> so, karatvam tato gacchet karya abhava vicharataha. So when you think of the clay, karya bhave, without the karya or the part, then the clay is not even the cause because clay is clay. Atashuddham bhaved vastu yadvai vacham agocharam. Then in this manner you come to that which is devoid of the idea of cause and effect. Shuddham vastu. Shuddham is what? Pure. What is pure? It is neither cause, meaning the in the thought of clay. When you think of clay, the causeness is not involved. When you think of the part, effectness is involved because clay is involved. We just think of clay without part, just clay. In that case, it, the causeness is not involved. Causality is not involved because. Uh, in itself, a thing is not cause. A thing is cause only with reference to its effect. It's cause and effect are both relative standpoints. Cause and effect are relative standpoints. Clay gains the status of cause only from the standpoint of part. Part, of course, is effect. 
But the clay gains the status of a cause only when we think of clay in reference to the pot. We think of cause, like a man is called father, only with reference to the son or the daughter. If you look at the man, the idea of father doesn't come in there. You look at the person, just a person. Only when the son or daughter comes, then say, hey, you are the father. So then with reference to the child or the progeny, this person is called father. On his own, there is no fatherness in that. So relative, as it is, the person is absolute without the idea of the father or son. He becomes relatively father only with reference son. But when look at only himself, there is no father there. All there is this person. Person without the idea of father. Without any idea. Without any vishesham. Without any attribute. Without any relativeness. Shuddham vastu. A simple person. <clears throat> so similarly also, when you look at the whole universe, is effect. Universe is karyam. So the cause inheres in the universe. Cause is asti bhati priyam. The inheres in every name and form. Meaning that the name and form cannot be unless the asti bhati priyam is. The effect cannot be unless the cause is. Now, from the mind, drop the name and form. So, upeksha naam rupedve, when you let go in your mind, because name and form are droppable, therefore you can drop. What is not droppable, you cannot drop. What is droppable, you can drop. In this part, the name and form are droppable. You can ignore them. And still you can think of the substance. Similarly, in the universe also, the names and forms being relative. Therefore, if you do not think of, it is, it is possible for you not to think of name and form. However, not possible not to think of asti bhati priyam. Think of name and form, asti bhati priyam, per force has to be there. Think of asti bhati priyam, there is no cause, no effect. Simple Shuddham Vastu, which is devoid of the idea of cause also. <coughs> so thus the teacher says, Mrut illustration of the pot and clay, again and again. See how, what you call cause is really not the cause, it is simple Vastu. Similarly, Brahman can be called cause of the universe only from the standpoint of the universe which we say is a fact, but on its own. So, universe can be called this child, progeny of Brahman. But Brahman in its own, is no, there is no causality in there also. All that remains is the vastu without the idea of cause. <clears throat> so, then now, going to the next verse, na kevalam, Vicharo jnana sadhana meva apitu jnana sadhana mape. This vichara, this kind of inquiry can lead to knowledge. It can also become a, it can also become means of meditation. So vichara of this type, 
that is illustrated in the previous verses. Nakeva not only becomes jnana sadhana, meaning means leading to knowledge, apitu dhyana sadhana api, it can also become a means of dhyanam or meditation. So that's what he said in the verse 137. Anenaiva prakarena Vrittir Brahmatmika Bhaved Udeti Shuddha Chittanam Vrittignanam Tatafparam Aneneva Prakarena Shuddha Chittanam So for this vichara, for the knowledge to take place in the mind, one of the requirements is Shuddha Chittanam of the people of pure heart. So what is purity of the heart? The ability to let go of name and form. The ability to recognize that name and form are only incidental. In an object such as part, the form and name are incidental, meaning that the substance remain, remains even if the name and form is not. Substance meaning clay is there when name and form is there, and substance namely clay is there even when name and form is not there. So name and form is only incidental. This person is there whether that is the costume of beggar, or is there even when the costume beggar is not there? So actor is when the beggar is, actor is when the beggar is not there. That means, so when can we do that? We can, when we can let go of beggar in our mind, then we can see the actor as it is, as he is. If we can let go of this name and form of the part in our mind, then we can simply see the clay as it is. So in Jagat also. But it's with part it is easy. With Jagat, wait a minute, this universe of people and things, and now I have a lot of emotional things about this world. See, as far as the part is concerned, I'm quite objective. There's no axe to grind. The part is fought, you know, this big, small, doesn't matter to me. I'm completely objective with reference to part, meaning I have no attachment, no aversion, no agenda of the part. Therefore, I'm very objective over the part, and then I can see that the name and form, the shape, are purely incidental. They are not real. What is inherent here is, is clay. That alone is real. That being the case, in my mind I can drop the name and form because I have no emotional connection, no attachment, no aversion, no agenda, the name and form should be there. I don't. So this is called Shuddha Chittam, objectivity. When I am totally objective, non-demanding with reference to name and form, it does not matter to me what the name is, whether it's this name and form 
Oh, some other name and form, it's quite all right. When it comes to the world, I have an emotional relationship. There are certain things that I like, certain things that I dislike. So all likes and dislikes are there with reference to the Vishwam. I am not so objective. That is the reason why I am not able to create a distance with the world because it perforce enters my mind. The objects simply enter my mind whether I want them or not only because either there is an attachment for that or an aversion for them. That's why our Swami said that when this person travels in the train, ten people travel with him. His son-in-law may be there and his mother-in-law may be there and this. With whom there is some problems or whatever it is. Meaning that my relation with the universe is not objective. Having had a history. No history with this part. If, if I had a history with the part, if I told the Swami, this is an antique part, 300 years old. You know its cost. It comes from, you know, all coming down to us from 10 generations. Oh, is that what it is? Now then it's a different matter. If I go to a goldsmith with this thing, uh, it just gives me money of the gold. But if this is given by my grandmother and I've been wearing it since 35 years and it is so... So when an emotional connection is established, it's so difficult to just call it gold. Is it don't tell just gold. It's not only bangle, it's a special thing. For goldsmith, simple gold, goldsmith can simply drop or let go or negate the name and form and the history and everything else and simply look at this as gold. Because I who have a history with this, I cannot do that. That's what is meant by pure hearted. Our heart or mind is not pure. Meaning that it is not possible for us to create a distance, be objective and see things for what they are. Always superimpose. My brother, my sister, my friend, something or the other we always superimpose. Either superimpose desirably demand something or undesirably. Something or the other my mind is called Shobhana Adhyasa. It has become the habit of mind to superimpose. Therefore, I do not see things as they are. I usually see things from the glasses of likes and dislikes. So this, this is called impurity. These ragadveshas, which you know the superimposition, seeing something more than what is there, when there is attachment, or seeing something less than what is there, when there is aversion. When I do not like something, I don't give them credit even for what they are. When I like something, I give them credit for more than what they have. Meaning in both the instances, I am not able to see things as it is. This vicharo inquiry always requires an objective mind, like that of a scientist. Who has a sample or who has a, you know, in his there, in his laboratory. There is no agenda with it. Then he can simply investigate things for what it is. There is no agenda, no preconceived notion about what this should be. Similarly, when my mind becomes totally free from any agenda with the world, 
I do not the, want the world to be this way or that way. I do not make any demands upon the world. I accept the world as it is, whatever it is, with no demands, no expectation, no agenda. Neither do I want anything, nor do I hate anything. Everything is as it is, where it is, it's fine. Everything is in order. When this is my relationship with the world, that is called objective relationship. In short, for vichara or inquiry, I always need an objective relationship with what I want to understand. When I want to understand something, I have to be objective. Otherwise, you know, like, as we are growing up in the family, our brother and sister sometimes, there are always some problems, you know, and so, uh, so the sister is serving the food. So I ask, who has cooked the food? She says, I have cooked. It's no good. Right away, I, I make a judgment, you know. When I say it, then she says, Mother has cooked, you know. But when she says, I, because I have some problem with her, so moment she says, I have cooked, right away, I don't like it. Why? I, I complain. Mother has cooked. Whatever it is, it is all right. Sisters cook, whatever it is, it is not all right. So this is how things are. And so they never tell you what, after finishing and when, then only they reveal what is what. <laughs> they know this. So just as with the food, I am not objective. I already decided, cook by system is no good, I already decided. There is an agenda. Cook by mother, it is good. Already an agenda. Then I cannot appreciate it for what it is, whether it is delicious or not. Similarly, because I have been interacting in the world from the time beginningless, I have a long history with the world. World has given a lot of pain in some cases. Part of world has also given me pleasure. And though this is something special, this is something different. So this is called Raga and Dvesha. These ragadveshas prevent me from being objective to see things as they are. Otherwise, it's all name and form. So just as because I'm objective with the spot, I can, from my mind I can drop this name and form because I know that the incident. Same thing I do with the world. Then it's fine. Then I will know what the world is. Then I know the pot is nothing but clay. Similarly also, then I know that world is asti, bhati, priyam. So, shuddha chittana, vrittijnanam udeti, anena prakarena. So, by the method that was you know, discussed in the previous verse, as to how the clay inheres in the pot, how pot is dependent upon clay being effect, how clay is independent of the pot because it is independent, and that clay is not even the cause in the final analysis because cause also is a relative designation that we assign to the clay with reference to part. But my part, Swami used to say, you know, my wife, she's supposed to, my idiot, she's woman, you know, so wife is a superimposition. Moment you call wife means all kinds of things come. 
woman is a different thing so this superimposition i can look upon the person and treat her in a fair manner only when i look upon her as a woman as wife means i have some kind of special rights and she has some kind of special duties so then all kinds of problems happen so objectivity is not there moment we brand something moment we brand wife means objectivity is not there so let we require that for vyavahara so we keep branding what i am saying is for a scientist who want to investigate what this item is it should not be wife as one nothing just a person then uh, it's not even women who are just human being not even being just living being just being you know because why should i even distinguish between living life living and lifeless being they are all beings they all you know exist they all shine meaning that they are all equal from that same point so if i want to see the equality in everything then whatever is unequal i should be able to let go not from this person swami i can't can't do that because this is my enemy this is so i am stuck there but if everything is equal then they are all creation all human beings all living beings so moment as a human being all human beings are included will be a man or woman then all when all included and women then it's a human being all human beings are included so what we call samanya we are looking for samanya what is sameness in them the truth is always sameness in the universe what is sameness universe consists of things and beings beings are different species so first man and women then human beings so when i say human beings all human beings are included means living beings then all other species are included means beings then even the lifeless things also insentient also is included is it not so so this way we in order to arrive at the truth we to find maha samanya samanya what is common what is the common denominator what is the minimum common denominator what is common minimum common in all of them so we reduce 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 now that requires dispassion who oh, don't tell me that monkeys and human beings are same so they are living is live no 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 human beings are living these fellows are not these worms they are living beings meaning that then i do not differentiate between one living being other living being the superior inferior they are living beings then i do not even differentiate between living beings and non living beings names and forms then i realize that even now in all names and forms being is the same that all of them exist doesn't matter whether friend or foe good or bad useful or useless this classification is not as long as it is there i cannot be objective useful useless friend foe mine your they are object are all subjective things no such thing as friend in the universe 
If there is an entity called a friend, you should be friend to everybody. That's not so. There's an enemy, like an, that's also a relative standpoint. Useful also is a relative standpoint. Useless also is a relative standpoint. All subjective. And all subjectivity is given up. Then what remains? Then all differences, recognizing that they are incidental, given up. What remains is what? Being. Even names and forms are different. As I realize that names and forms are different. What is common? Just being is common. Asti is common. Bhati is common. That's common. If I can be so objective, just let go. What is uncommon? Incidental, let go. The statisticians have to do that, isn't it? When they do census, they don't know. They have statistics. How, what is the population? This includes everything. Then you call Hindus and Muslims, and that also includes everything. Then you got this Varana and that one. This, that slowly exclusion starts. But to understand the reality of something, we just have to understand what is essential in this and what is incidental. Everything is incident. What is created is incidental. Human beings are created. Other living are created. Sentient created. Insentient created. What is created is all superimposition. Is all incidental. It need not be there. Even if it is not there, thing will exist. Even if names and forms are not there, this thing will exist. So it all reduces to what? Asti, Bhati, Priya. We have not done, this is Vedantic scientific method of arriving at the most fundamental building block. Not this bazaar, etc. That is also, you know, is there and appears and disappears. But this is asti, bhati, priya. Aneneva prakarena vritti brahmatmika bhavet. The vritti becomes what? From vishwam to slowly and slowly vritti changes. Because more and more Masamanya, Mahasamanya, Mahasamanya, this is Brihudarindika method. Ultimately, what is Mahasamanya? What is extremely, what is equal in all of them? Simply Asti, Bhati, That's how wise people must be seeing. Vidyavene Sampanne, Brahmane, Gavihastini, Sunicheva, Svapakeja. Oh, this is pure and, you know, this is learned Brahma. Where is it Brahma? This is untouchable. <laughs> but when you do not do that, this is a human being, even the dogs and are also included living beings. Beings. Because between dogs and trees, even living or, or the stones, living also is not common. Being is common. So when we can reduce even just being Pandita Samadarshina, otherwise people see that. As what? As their own self, not something there. <coughs> In this manner, when you come to Mahasama, Samanya means that which is universal. Mahasamanya most universal. Is what? Brahman. Asti Bhadi Priyam. This happens to the people who are absolutely objective. Who can be object means all accommodative. That's being objective. 
you know, objective does not mean that he's indifferent and he's a character, you know, he doesn't care. He's all accommodative. Formerly we accommodated only human beings, now we accommodate all living beings, accommodating. Then all beings are accommodated. All names and forms are accommodated. Just simple being is accommodation. So accommodation. Object means what? Accommodating. So therefore accommodation becomes a value. In our life, this kshama or accommodation becomes a value. That's what we have to do ultimately. To gain the knowledge, our dusty should become so vast and so impartial that so more impartial you are, more accommodating you are, more respectful you are. So that's what is ultimately. Therefore in life this becomes a value. We keep on all the time dividing in my mind and you don't expect that your mind will be able to let go. It can't. Vrittir Brahmatmika Bhaved Udeti Shuddha Chittanam Vritti Jnanam Tataparam Tataparam Thereafter Vritti Jnanam Udeti The knowledge that I am Brahman Knowledge of what is this Brahman arises. <coughs> Again this so this way you can you can call this meditation you can call it vichara you can call it contemplation. This is what we have to do. You can take, look at the world. What is it? And keep reducing, 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 reducing. Completely objective. You come to simple, that which is common in all. Simple existence alone is common in all. And it's self-revealing. So you come to Brahm Udeti, Vritti Jnana Udeti. Tavi Vicharam Vishayadeti Dvabhyam. Next two verses again the teacher clarifies the same Vichara. Says the verse 138. Karanam Vyatirekena Umanado Vilokayet Anvayena punastadhe Karye nityam prapashyade Karanam vyatirekene puman ado vilokay Ado prasamam karanam vyatirekene karivehene vicharaye so first of all, you see the karanam. You see thing without the effect. Vyatirekena means excluding. Vyatireka is excluding. Karyabhairana because that means that let us say that there is a pot in front of me. First of all, Puman Ado Karanam Vilokayat. Vyatirekena. By excluding what can be excluded? Namely, the karyam, name and form. So first of all, appreciate that this object is karyam, the cause, namely the clay. Anvayena punastaddi. Then having understood, having understood or having known what the clay is, that is the cause. So first of all, we have to know the cause. So in this object, 
exclude the what is the cause this pot is in my hand what is the cause so in this one cause and effect both are both are involved the clay and the name and form both are involved so if you want to arrive at the cause part in this then what do you do the karyam the effect has to be excluded so name and form is the effect and therefore karya verahana vicharayet first of all look at this object and understand that devoid of the name and form what this is is simply clay which is the cause anveena punastaddi karye nityam prapashyati once you understand the clay then you find that in the part there is anvaya so this is called vyatireka and anvaya in clay there is an vyatireka exclusion of part in the part there is anvaya inclusion of clay clay excludes the part whereas part includes the clay effect excludes the cause cause includes the effect effect includes the cause supuna tatkar anvayena anuvrutya karyepi nityam prapashyati idi so again the same thing is being told here then you look at something first of all arrive at the cause devoid of the effect part so recognize what is the effect what is changing what is incidental and let it go and and only focus attention on what is inherent there is a cause have you understood what the cause is then recognize that that cause in years and the effect of all the parts and pans etc that cause in years and all of them let's go anvaya that inherence is anvaya cause in years in the effect anvaya is there that in the effect the cause is vitireka excludes the cause excludes the effect so anvaya vitireka method you know it's simple it sun is day is sun is not day is not that means the day is dependent sun is independent day is effect sun is cause so this way the cause and effect is determined <clears throat> so this is how you understand what is karanam what is karyam let go of the karyam focus attention on the karanam and that is nothing but brahman atva evam which all or you can vicharaye you can also deliberate in this manner think in this manner so next verse is karye hi karanam paschet paschat karyam visarjayet karanatvam tato gacchet avashishtam bhavet muni Well, look at it this way. Come back to the part again. This is easier way. Karya hi karanam paschet. The part is karyam effect. And we know very well, as we already seen, effect cannot exist without the material cause. So, karya hi karanam paschet in the part may appreciate the cause part, which is clay. In as much as the part is 
two things. One is changing, other is changeless. One is incidental, other is inherent. So we know that the name and form in the so-called part are subject to change. Because this part falls from a hand and breaks down, then the form changes, the name also changes. You call it by a different name, piece, you can, you can call shards, something else you will call it. But the clay in here, again if you turn that into pieces, then you can call them pebbles. But the clay in here, call it powder, the clay in here. So whereas the name and form are subject to change, the clay is changeless. So recognize that in this entity or in this object called part, there are two aspects, a changeable and a changeless. The clay is changeless, is inherent. The part, name and form is changing, is incidental. So karyehi karanam pashet. In karyadi effect, namely part, May you first recognize that this clay is a karam, is a cause, is unchanging. So now you understood this object as a union of two things. Of clay, which is cause, and name and form, which is effect. So first you understand this. Meaning that whatever you, whatever you perceive in the world, Whatever becomes an object of my knowledge is necessarily karyam, is necessarily created. And therefore, in that there is going to be karanam inherent and the karyam which is incidental. And so, we just take a part. Name and form are incidental, clay is inherent, that's the cause. Paschat karyam visarjet. Now you understood that the name and form is incidental. Visarjet, let it go. And what remains in your mind? The clay. So in the beginning, the clay remains as the cause of the part. But when you focus your attention long enough in clay, then clay alone remains. Then the karanatum, the cause, clay no more remains the cause, it just remains clay. The karanatum tato gachet. Karanatum, the state of being caused. So, clay is no more the cause, all it is with reference to part, clay was caused, by itself is just clay, devoid of the idea of cause. Our system, then what remains, may you become that. So, this is already, we already went through this. The universe is the effect, which has, is union of two things, the cause and effect, the inherent and incidental, in all of this, the name and form is created incidental. So when the Upanishads describe creation, it can only create what is creatable. The Asti Bhadi Priyam is always there, therefore it cannot be created, because what is there is not created. So Upanishad says that this universe was simple existence, one without a second before its creation. So before the creation, the universe was Sat, existence, one without a second. So where these names and forms, they are not there. Then that Sat or God, if you want to call, Aikshata deliberated, may I create, may I become manning. And that's how slowly 
the elements were created elementals were created the whole universe was created so this was not there before has come into being that's called effect so entire universe of names and forms is what effect not to look upon something as name form itself is being objective thing just name and form it's not your wife is name and form not your son name and form not your friend name and form not your enemy name and form not precious name and form not useless name and form so all kinds of things that we have superimposed it can be appreciated name only when we let go of all superimpositions so name and form god has created upon that we have created all this stuff ishvara srushti simple name and form then my sister and my brother and my father and my mother and my spouse and my this and my that and my friend and all of this emotional stuff comes so this is to first go name and form that's all it is really so that's all you my grandmother my father is just like that that's all it is as far as investigation of truth is concerned you know the name and form is created let it go you know i let go my father my mother you can let go only is what let go but you know you can't let go what is not so don't worry the essential part of a father a mother child etc you can never let go what is really valuable what is really substance essential can never let go so don't worry what you can let go was never there to begin with that what is incidental in fact you are just calling this father person your father you find out there is brahman so you are not letting go you are in fact recognizing the real value of everything by superimposing all this stuff you have made them valueless you made them just entities you know all these mundane entities you have made them let it go then you won't lose anything you'll gain something what will you gain that this is asti bhati is brahman most divine ishvara god ishavasam idam swaram yat kinch jagatyam jagat so karatvam then this no is not even a cause because the effect is not there what is 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 brahman avashishtam bhavain muni you become that because that is you not something something there so this is a method of vichara here which is prescribed ननु विचार जन्य परोक्ष ज्ञान मुने ब्रह्मत्व भवतु नाम ऑल राइट फॉर अ मुनि हु इज एबल टू डू दिस विचार इन सच एन सच एन ऑब्जेक्टिव मैनर हु इज सो ऑब्जेक्टिव दैट यू कैन जस्ट विदाउट एनी डिफिकल्टी लेट गो ऑफ व्हाट इज व्हाट इज इंसिडेंटल एंड देवर इज एबल टू अराइव एट द व्हाट इज एसेंशियल एंड सी इट एज हिज ओन नेचर इट मे बी फॉर अ मुनि बट parokshagnaya for us who are not aparokshagnani we are only parokshagnani those who understand it in a way but don't see this fact so brahman i know is all pervasive with these that sir but i don't see that parokshagnaya katham bhavet so 
How do I become Brahman when I'm right now only Parokshagnani? Says, Tivir Bhavanaya Parokshagnani Brahmatvam Bhavet. You know who is Parokshagnani? Who understands everything? I understand Swamiji. But this is indeed a name and form only. There's nothing more than that. What is really it is, is gold, I understand. But still, you know, I'm not able to quite see this because this is Bengal coming from my great-grandmother. So that subjective part also remains. So one is not able to let go the subjective part. He understands what the objective part is. Understand this is gold, but still not able to let go of that this is somebody's Bengal and this is this, that, that, that kind of thing. What should I do? Then you constantly meditate. This is gold, this is gold, this is gold. You follow? When you meditate, this is gold, then slowly, this is my mother's and this, that, but slowly, slowly, the goldness gets more and more importance in your mind when you keep on focusing attention on that. And all other subjective, emotional projections, slowly and slowly, you know, lose their importance, lose their effect. You follow? So that's what now, Tivra Bhavanaya. By Tivra Bhavana, by firm conviction, and you know, you can also, even you will make it your Aprokshignana. So then, next verse is, Bhavitam Tivra Vegena Yadvastu Nishchayatmana Pumam Staddhivaveshigram Nyeyam Brahmarakitavata Yadvastu Nishchayatmana Tivra Vegena Bhavitam who am I in me itself? In I also I just let go of what is incidental and focus attention only in what is essential in I. In anything that I take up for meditation, what is what is the bhavana that I am wedded to or I am committed to what is essential? So my mind keeps on bringing the incidental that this is this and this is that because of superimposition. With my conviction that I know that this all, this is simply the projection of my mind. That this is good and this is bad and this is right and wrong and mine. All these are projections. So they don't go away simply by even knowing. So what do I do? I keep on giving priority to the fact that it is only Brahman, asti bhadi prem in this form, asti bhadi in that form, asti bhadi in this form. So I keep on forcefully directing my mind and make my mind think of asti bhadi prem. That's what it is. So slowly and slowly what will happen? The importance that I was so far again, because so far for me name and form alone were real. See when we are born we are growing, for us, what is really is only name and form. We are always related to names and forms and always interacted with them and that is why all kinds of emotional things are there and so all kinds of projections are there. That's called Jiva Srishti. 
What Ishwara has created is simply name and form. Father is my creation. Brother is my creation. Friend is my creation. Likeable is my creation. Dislikeable my creation. Valuable my creation. Useless my creation. We have together decided that this is a precious matter, gold. I mean, what's the big deal? Ishwara has created everything. Human beings chose this is a precious matter. If it was not chosen, then what? Then this would have been flowing around like anything, isn't it? Then you can make some toys out of this and play with them. It's precious matter. Okay. The paper is paper. So the child is, you know, a little one, whatever it sees, it starts tearing off. So mother is watching and she doesn't mind. Pay. Newspaper is torn off, this is torn off, that is. And then some green paper comes. Hey, wait a minute, wait, don't, you know. And this was, what is wrong with that? I mean, this was a paper. For a child, it's all paper. Then he's told, this is not, a, this is paper, but something else. In all. So that's how we start slowly and slowly superimposing. Now, this is an ordinary paper. This is, this is called money. You must treat it differently. Don't go to this fellow's home. Don't eat that. So that's how, so this is no good. Don't touch them. Don't drink that water. So that's how we were, I mean, that's how we were growing, you know. If you go there, that's okay because you go into play, play. Don't you don't drink water there. Let alone eating food that they forget it. Okay. So that means you uh, you view them differently. So all of these superimpositions called subjectivity has been that is our life, and this is what we live in. From that we have to become objective, and therefore. Focus upon what is essential. It's a human being. There's that, all kinds of brands are there, okay. So, it's Hindu. From there also, we have this much credit we can, Hindu. Then, no, is this Jain and this Vaishnava, so everybody, okay. Then, human being. But it's a man and woman and it's such a living being. You know, this is how slowly and slowly we let go of oh, what is subjective. What is superimposition? Now, not by vichara, because I am not able to do it vichara, because my mind doesn't give up. So what I do? I simply keep on repeating my mind. This is, this is human being. Human being. Human being. Human being. My mind says, this is father, mother, good. Human being. So constantly, simply by repeating this and making my mind see this fact again and again and again, then a time comes when my mind sees this human being. You see what I'm saying? Living being, living being, living being. So the human being also distinguished between different living beings, he's living being. So why constantly repeating that, repeating, making my mind see? Because that's the reality. Slowly my mind sees it as not even human being, as living being. He's being, come on, you know. So that is how I make my mind deliberately focus attention on what is unchanging and therefore by focusing attention on unchanging I make my mind, I turn away my mind from what is changing or what is subjective. So this is meditation. Seeing is one thing and meditating is another thing. I don't see that these are all human beings but I meditate human beings. Human. So bhavana. 
Like they say, they look upon all women as your mother. Okay, I don't see it, but I try. You know, I keep on seeing in my mind, this is my mother, my sister, my daughter, whatever. Bhavana, this is Bhagavan. What is that? What is this? You know, so, as I said in, in Sailor's Bug in our ashram, one Western person says, looking at Dakshan, what is this rock doing here? You know? So, that was a rock. We, I said, this is, this is God. Now, they all bhavana. What in the, it's a rock in reality, really. You know, I never thought about it that way. So, as, as Badaswami was saying once, you know, Swami, so he was in, 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 in Badrinath and standing in front of God and, and, and uh, he must be doing something, whatever, japa, whatever he does. And so somebody says, woke him up. Says, he was a Western person looking at Badrinath Bhagavan. What is this made up of? He says, you know. <laughs> so the thing is, that this is how you look at things. So now that it is a stroke. Now you slowly come down to the basics and basics and basics and basics by slowly, slowly giving up all your personal superimpositions. It's not disrespecting, it's saying thing for what it is. Because that's what we do. When we say mother and fathers, all of these are nothing but the values and things that we have assigned to things. And so look at, look at them as Ishwara has created them. Only human beings are created. Upon them we have superimposed ideas. Then Ishwara has created only living beings. We have superimposed this is human and this, that and what not. Ishwara has created only beings. So Ishwara Sushti. The Jiva Sushti we slowly, slowly give up by insisting upon it. So not by seeing, but by Bhavana. So Bhavana is an attitude. Knowledge is seeing what it is. Bhavana is, you have the attitude that, no, this is Brahman. 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 Or, I am Brahman. I am Brahman. Not repeating, making your mind see that I am only, you know, in me also, name and form are are not real. The real is only Brahman. So, Bhavitam Tivravegena I am Brahman, I am Brahman, I am Brahman, I am Brahman. Nishchayatmana, because I am Nishchay, because intellectually I understand that I am Brahman. Only emotionally I think that I am a Jiva. Intellectually I understand. And therefore, I make my mind see what conviction I have intellectually that, hey, you are not Jiva. You see here, you are Brahman, you are Bhadi, so I am Brahman, I am Brahman, I am Brahman. I constantly see myself as Brahman, 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 superimpose the idea of Brahman upon myself. Just to superimpose the idea of Krishna, Lord Krishna upon this, superimpose idea, I am Brahman. Tibravegena. Then author says, the teacher says, that's what you will become. Tibravegena. So, Puman Taddibhavet. So, yet was Brahma, I'm Satchidananda. Human being, but human being, Satchidananda, human form. Satchidananda, this form. I'm Satchidananda in, you know, as father, as much Satchidananda. First, then human being, then mother, then father. Satchidananda I am. Because what happens is that father, mother, human, does not exclude Satchidananda. 
Satchidana will exclude everything ultimately. And there were, that this is gold, this is gold. My mind says, Bengal, it's gold, gold. Which is a fact. So when I say I am Brahman, I am not imagining something. It's a fact. But since my mind has a habit of superimposing and seeing it as something else, therefore I make my mind say again, I am Brahman, Brahman. So, this Vastu, Pumam Stadhivaveshigram, in course of time, you become Brahman. Because you are Brahman. So, Jivatva is only because it is false or it is only incidental. It slowly, slowly disappears from your consciousness and what remains is Brahman. <coughs> By knowledge, you see yourself as Brahman. By Bhavana, you become Brahman. So, Bhavana is becoming process. Meditating, imagining that this is Lord Krishna, Lord Krishna, Lord Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. So when I see, what I see is only Murti. But what is Bhavana? Krishna. In course of time, a time comes when this becomes Krishna. Meaning that when I look at it, no more Murti comes in my Krishna comes. You follow? Similarly, when I look at myself, I am Brahman. I am Brahman, ever pure. So slowly and slowly, all things other than Brahman, they start going away and what remains is, I become Brahman. <coughs> he, this Vidyat Prasiddha, so this we are telling you is something that is already tested. See, the, the benefit of this teaching or this whole Vedanta is that it is not, a, it is not something that it started yesterday. So again and again, so this Tigagar keeps on saying, Pumams taddhi taddhi bhavet. There is a he in there. What is that he? He is what? Vidvat prasiddhav. This is already Vidvat prasiddhi. This is already known by wise people. Already experienced by them. So those who have gone through this already discovered the, the, uh, the, the reality of this. Or the validity of this. Meaning that we are not telling you something that is, you know, something figment of our imagination. This is a tradition coming down and this has been in fact tried and realized by a number of people. So an example is given. Gnayam Brahmara Kitavata. Kita means a worm, Brahmana means a wasp. So very famous, the, the worm becoming wasp. So what we see is that a wasp apparently, they, they make, the wasp you have seen, they bring little clay, you know, and then keep on making uh, their home. It is so strong because they somehow mix that clay with their, I think, saliva or something like that and become such a very strong thing. So this fellows have really habit of making and in such awkward places they make this. <laughs> but anyway, it's where you can't reach out. That's where they make their home. And there is a hole in there. It brings a little worm in there. You know, and puts there. Then comes and stings. Comes, this is what we see. In course of time, what we find? That what went in as a, as a little worm, comes out as a wasp. So what do we imagine? That when this fellow stings, it is so painful to that little worm. It is always scared of the wasp. It will come. And sting me. So constantly the fear of the wasp. Because the fear keeps on constantly thinking of the wasp. Wasp, wasp, it becomes wasp. It's called Kita Brahmaranyaya. 
Keep it becoming Brahma. There is a becoming process. There is a knowing process and a becoming process. Knowing is seeing what is, becoming is Bhavana. The believing. So imagining that this is what it is. Having an attitude, this is what it is. That also brings about the same result as seeing. <coughs> so only biologists can tell us what this is. So one thing cannot become something else, really speaking. One thing like a worm cannot become a wasp. So the rule is that something cannot transform its nature. And so what is really nothing the previous stage of the wasp alone slowly evolves into a wasp. That's what they tell us. This goes through some stages and you know. So similarly, not that Jiva becomes Brahman. He is Brahman, therefore only he can become Brahman. <clears throat> so, vichara and dhyana or meditation. So this method can become the means of vichara or this same karyakarana business can become the means of meditation by which you can attain the same result. Any purush logok the dushtante, bhavana baladeva, anya sanyatmam bhaved. But the dushtanta illustration given the previous verse where it said that a worm becomes wasp. One thing becomes other thing simply by bhavana, simply by an attitude. Then what is already thing that you already are Brahman, that you become Brahman, what to talk? If you are not Brahman, also you can become Brahman because of the force of that bhavana. If you are already Brahman, then where is the question of not becoming Brahman? You will become Brahman definitely. If what is not wasp can also become wasp by simply thinking that I am wasp, I am wasp. Thinking of wasp becomes, then if you are already a wasp, then where is the question of you are not becoming wasp? If you are already Brahman, then you become Brahman, there is no question. If one thing can become something else, then that thing can definitely become what it is. So, next one says, Sarvatma Bhavana, no, Sarvatma Bhavana. Adrushyam Bhavarupam Sarvameva Chidatmakam Savadhanataya Nityam Swatmanam Bhavet Buddha Adrushyam Bhavarupam Sarvadhanataya Earlier the meditation, I am Brahman, I am Brahman, I am, it becomes Brahman. Now you take the universe. What is the universe? Name and form, superimposed upon Brahman. So universe is already Brahman, upon which names and forms are superimposed. Therefore, Adrushyam Bhavarupam Sarameva Chidatmakam. Adrushyam is invisible. And Bhavarupam is that which is tangible. So tangible is a drasya. What you perceive is all tangible. It's called bhavarupam, drasyam, the objects. And what you do not perceive is your own self, the subject. So for the drashta and drasya, the words used are adrasyam and bhavarupam. So adrasyam means drashta, the subject. Bhavarupam means the tangible object. So what is subject as well as object? Or Adrushyam, eh, Drashta, and Bhavarupam Drushyam. 
or adrushyam paroksham bhav rupam pratyaksham all right so what is here so what is what is evident what is not evident or the object and the subject so you know the reason why the author uses these two words is to include two things in one word that is why he could have said the you know, subject and object but adrushyam and bhav rupam these words are used adrushyam can mean what is not perceptible means what is imperceptible paroksha or since you cannot see yourself adrushyam also means the drashta bhav rupam is what is tangible can mean drashyam or bhav rupam can mean what is what is protection so bhav rupam means protection adrushyam and adrushta adrushyam means paroksham or drashta so drashta dushya pratyaksha paroksha all are included in these two words so whatever it is what is here so yachchakinchi jagat sarvam drushyate shruyate viva antarabhesh tat sarvam vyapya narayana sthita yachchakinchi jagat sarvam entire creation drushyate shruyate viva drushya what is perceived shruyate what is heard means what is not perceived pratyaksha and paroksha here and there in this world or in heaven that sir all of that is pervaded by narayana inside and out <coughs> so here chidatmakam he is is all nothing but consciousness the object also is consciousness see this fact because what we call object is nothing but the consciousness upon which this name in form is superimposed that's called creation so is vivarta karana Brahma is not Parinami Karanam, Vivarta Karanam. Meaning upon Brahman or consciousness, things are superimposed. So what you call object is nothing but a name and form superimposed upon consciousness. Subject also is the name and form superimposed upon consciousness. What is Pratyaksha, perceptible also is name and form superimposed upon consciousness. What is Paroksha, remote also is nothing but name and form superimposed upon consciousness. that includes the entire universe chidatmakam see that so sarvatma bhava what is sarvatma the chit or consciousness is the atma the essence or the content of everything the object and subject the perceptible not perceptible savadanatya nityam swatmanam bhave if you cannot see this fact bhave do the bhavana hey this is not this is consciousness in this form is consciousness in that form form is superimposed the kind is consciousness consciousness so this is bhavana i don't see it because my mind is not ready to see it then i just have an attitude is consciousness this is consciousness there is consciousness what is here is consciousness what is not here is consciousness nityam savadhanataya savadhanam is with attention with alertness sthir vrutya with focus nityam bhavayet constantly may you have this attitude this is called bhavana so i see this person is my mother or i have attitude that she is my mother sakalmidam aham ch brahmayati sarvada pashyet all this and i all of this brahman this is brahman object is brahman all of this brahman and i am brahman in brahman there is sarvatma self of all that's what i am so constantly keep on having this attitude 
Attitude is when you don't see it. When you see something, then it's knowledge. When you see that this is clay, there is knowledge. If you don't see, this is clay. Oh, it's clay. It's clay. 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 So, Brahman, Brahman, Asti Bhadi Priyam. What I see, the see and seen, seer, hear, there. What is it? So, Sakalimidam, all of this, Ahamcha and I also, Brahmaeva is all Brahman. It is constantly Bhavet. In your mind, see this fact. In your mind, keep on having this attitude. <coughs> you get the same result as knowledge. This will take a long time. For bhavana to get transformed into knowledge will take a long time. But bhavana will result into knowledge. Bhavana is bhakti. Bhakti results into knowledge. You see karma yoga for example. You know what Lord Krishna says? When you perform karma, what, is, what makes it yoga? The attitude of offering your action to Ishvara. How can I do that? When is this Ishvara? When I do something for you, for Ishvara. Do something for that, for Ishvara. Do something for this thing, Ishvara. So thus I have the attitude, this is Ishvara, Ishvara, Ishvara. Then only I can offer my action to Ishvara, isn't it? Otherwise I am offering to my father or mother this and X, Y. But attitude is Ishvara. In this form, Narayana, in this form, Narayana, in this form, Narayana, in this form. So I am doing this for Narayana, offering Narayana, Narayana. Narayana. That's called attitude. What I see is a father. But what I tell my mind? Narayana. What I see is X, Y, Z? Narayana. So, Karma Yoga is, 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 is Bhakti. Is Bhavana. When you, when Lord Krishna says, offer action to Narayana, where is Narayana? What is this Narayana? Come on. Never remember this Narayana. See, that is Bhavana. Or Bhakti. And then comes the Jnana Yoga. When you see it as Narayana. So only when the mind is prepared for a long time, with the attitude of Narayana, then the mind sees that this is Narayana. You follow? With attitude, I become close to Narayana. I tune up with Narayana. And that is how the time comes and I can see that this is Narayana. So in the knowledge, therefore, these two steps are prescribed. The Bhakti Yoga and Jnana Yoga. Bhavana is Bhakti. That I have the Bhavana that this is Narayana, this is Bhagavan, this is Krishna, whatever you to Devata is. In course of time you see that. Then this person, Narayana. Right now, I see a person, I say Narayana. A time comes when, when I see that person, only Narayana occurs here, you follow? Right now, I see the person and I tell myself, no, this is Narayana. By doing this for a long time, then I just see Narayana. So this is a transformation that happens in the mind by what we call Bhavana, by Bhakti. <clears throat> this itself is again explained in the next verses. Drushyam hyu drushyatam nitva Brahma karena chintayet 
Drushyami adrushyadam nitva. Drushyam, what is drushyam? What is visible? Adrushyam, what is not visible? See, what happens is, when we see the snake, we don't see the rope. So what do we say? This is rope. This is rope. 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 That's bhavana. But I see snake, but in my mind, I see rope. In my mind, not perceptually. Similarly, what I see is what? Ghatadikam. All these objects, name and form. What do I say? Consciousness. Consciousness. Narayan is a sweeter way of saying it. So that is why this is too dry consciousness. But for them it was okay. For those people who are not as sophisticated for them, Narayana, Narayana, Krishna, Rama, Shiva. So that's how it all comes down. We can see how the process of bhakti, etc., has slowly been tailored to the people who are, you know, whatever capacities we have accordingly, that the, the, the sages tailor that thing. There was a time when people did not need any alambana, anything, you know, to think of God. Slowly the mind became, you know, grosser and grosser and grosser, and therefore we need more and more and more, and so ultimately we need a very tangible thing to think of God. All right. What is important is thing of God. Doesn't matter if it's tangible or not. People have problem with this murti. We, you see, understand the purpose of this. Purpose is to think of Ishwara. That what I whatever I require in order to invoke a devotee in me, that's what is important. Important is a devotee is invoked in me. You follow? So formerly there was a time when I did, we did not need to invoke a devotee. Now I become a little thick-headed and thick-skinned and then dense, you know, not that sensitive. Therefore, I require something more tangible to invoke that. Doesn't matter. They have a problem with this. They don't know that this is minimum sadhanam to invoke a bhakta from me. What is important is not that. What is important is what is invoked in me. When a bhakta is invoked in me, slowly and slowly transformation takes place in me. That's the whole spiritual process. These idiots, you know, bhakti, you are worshipping this. And we are, you know, our Swami, don't really worship stone. Everybody worship Ishwara. We are the worshipper that is important. Not what you worship. Worshipper is important. If this becomes a means of invoking from you a worshipper, it has done its job. So, different people will need different things for invoking worship. So, there are millions of all kinds of things are there. But what's the reason? Because people have different emotional makeup. And there were different things may appeal to them. So music appeals to somebody, this appeals to somebody, that appeals to somebody, this form appeals to somebody. Doesn't matter what it is, what it does. It invokes from me the devotee. Then it's done the job. So let them do worship whatever they want to worship. What is important is that they're worshipping. With bhakti. That's all. That bhakti that is there in my mind is the most important thing. That changes me. It is not all kinds of rituals that I do that changes me. That may give me some karma phala. What transforms me is not what I do. What transforms me is what is the attitude in my mind. 
So, yes, when I do karma, some karma phala comes and I get some punya and stuff like that, that's okay. But that is the mundane part of it. The real part is that it is bhakta that comes out from me. Which is a tough job. Because I am such a samsari that nothing really touches me usually, so I need something special so as that touches me. So, it's a beautiful dress is in the heart. So, different people like different things. Some people don't care for those. Some people love that. Oh, how beautiful the Lord is. And that attracts me. Somebody is not attracting. What is going on here? So, they want to have Lord Shiva. Who doesn't have anything? Only you go there, you know. So, we have all kinds of things. What is Shiva? Then Mother, all right. So with all these 18 million, all arms and all kinds of weapons, some people run away from them. Some people feel protected there. So all right. She protects me. She's my mother. So, so what is all these weapons? <laughs> you run away. Then somebody goes to where there's no weapon. All right. So different people have different kinds of minds. So give them what is important is that a bhakta comes up. They are not important. What they do is important. <coughs> and with that, whatever you do transforms you. That's what he said. Tulsi remains Tulsi only. But when you see Tulsi and do that, if a devotee comes out from you, then it doesn't the job. This will only remain a stone or a matter. You get transformed. <coughs> so anyway, where did you slip into that kind of discussion? But the thing is that, so bhavana. See how the whole thing is, this is where bhavana and this, this culture, this, this tradition have this. So how can that bhavana occur in me? So we, we seek, you know, we use this as a help. When I see this, then right away that bhavana comes. By myself, I am not able to think, my, I mean, convert myself as bhakta. And this thing becomes an aid to invoke a bhakta from me. So, therefore, this is chidrachid, etc. So consciousness can do it for you well and good. Doesn't do, then you have something that does it to you. You follow. For them, for people of their consciousness, all right. That's enough for him to connect. So there were drushyam, adrushyatam, nitva, brahmakarana, chindayet. You see, ghata, pata, whatever you see. So understand that it's only consciousness. Asti, bhati, priyam, consciousness. Brahmakarana. So then, what is kalpitam, what is superimposed? You just let them go and have these. So meaning that in your mind, give no importance to all these names and forms, only give importance to the fact that this is Brahman, 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 Brahman. <coughs> so, Brahma Karana Chintai. Don't look up down this as a pot. What is it? Brahman in this form. Brahman in that form. Brahman in this form. Consciousness in this form. Asti Bhadi Narayana in that form, whatever you like it. So Narayana makes it a little sweet, you know, because there is some rasa added. So when it's conscious, no rasa in there, you know, for most people. And so that's why, Aapka Brahman is our Krishna Isaiya, So there's this bhaktas and they all keep on, but as I said, the purpose is only whatever works for you. Even Sureshwara Acharya says, this this vada, that vada, don't worry. What works for you is a vada for you. Is Pratimya vada the better, the reflection model, the abhasa vada, and then the bhadavacheda vada, 
such a great person as Suresh Varayacharya is whatever works for you is right for you. There are all aids given to you, all examples given to you. You like pot and clay, it works for you all right. Rope and snake works for you all right. What works for you is right for you. Nothing superior, nothing inferior. They are all aged. None of them is tenth man. <clears throat> you don't like tenth man? All are fifth man. Yeah, some other story. You don't like human beings? Oh, oh, Swami, you would give another story. This man went in the morning, you know, this is Dhobi. And he goes to this with some don- four donkeys he went. <clears throat> <laughs> and then he bought one more donkey. I guess something the story. I have to remember the story anyway. And then came back riding on the donkey. And then he, he counted, but there are only four donkeys. So he says to his wife, I, I bought one donkey, but there are only four. Where's the fifth one? He says, I see six, six donkeys, you know. <laughs> his wife says, not five. I say six donkeys. Anyway, so, oh, you like different story, you say that. Prapta se prapti, that's all. Whatever works for you. What is important is, Something would happen to you, that's all. So therefore, Kalpitasya Parichinasya Nam Rupa Nivritti Purvakam. What is Kalpitam name form Nivritti? And then what is it? Brahman, Bruhadakarana, Aparichinna Rupena Chintayat. Hey, this is infinite, this is limitless. Limitation is only name and form, the content is limitless. Chintayat. Vidva Nitya Suketishtayat. And this way, Thus alone, Vidwan, this wise person, meaning the one who is now as a result, this Bhakta, or the, you know, what's the result? Nitya Sukhe, Chidrasa Puranaya, Nitya Sukhe, state. So, so Chidrasa Rupuranaya, Dhyā. By the, Dhyā means by the knowledge or by the vision. That is Chidrasa Puranaya, all that is is nothing but the consciousness, nothing else. <coughs> Vidwan, Nitya Suketa state, then he abides in the Nitya Sukham, eternal happiness, which is Brahman, which is his own self. <coughs> so thus the teacher also gave us an alternate means is what? Meditation. What is meditation? Bhavana. So either you see by that method of vichara, if that doesn't work for you, because mind is not quite ready. Then, if that you cannot let go this, then have the bhavana. Even when you see this part, this is clay, this is clay, this is clay, this is clay, this is Narayana, Narayana, Narayana. So, part comes in the mind, this is Narayana. Slowly, part changes to Narayana in your mind. That Kira Brahvaranyaya, it gets transformed. <coughs> you get transformed in this manner. <coughs> so, you can see how the teachers in all their compassion, they don't let you go. So like I have told you enough, no. Keep on telling you what you need and say, okay, you need this, here it is. You can't do this, here it is. Idanim uktam svavinata yogam upasamharati. So this teacher has given us a jnana yoga, raja yoga. That raja yoga is now upasamharati concludes here. In the next verse, verse number 143. Ebirangai samayukta 
राजयोग उदाहृत है किंचित पक्वकषायाण हठयोगेन संयुत है दस राजयोग उदाहृत है सो दस वी हैव डिस्क्राइब राजयोगा ज्ञान योगा और राजयोगा फिफ्टीन स्टेप्स फिफ्टीन लिम्स अंग ही समायुक्त है दस एक्सपाउंडेड फॉर यू दिस राजयोगा और ज्ञान योगा विच इज एंडोर विच फिफ्टीन स्टेप्स और फिफ्टीन लिम्स सो दिस इज दहारा दिस इज द कंक्लूजन ऑफ द राजयोगा टीचर एज टोल्ड एस then what it doesn't work for me again you come in one by one but what do i do i i you know it doesn't work for me i cannot quite do what you are telling us to meditate on brahman you know and so when I, what if i cannot do all right that means that still your mind is not pure enough kinchit pakva kashayana for those who have are partially purified kashaya means impurity Pakwa means cooked. If all is cooked, then you become pure. <clears throat> But it's not totally cooked. So this is a term that is used in the uh, Smriti. <laughs> Sukkas. Kashaya pakwa. Then the teacher says that when your impurities are cooked, then your mind becomes pure. When the things are cooked, then they become edible properly. Half cooked is just difficult to digest, you know. So still your impurities are not totally cooked, meaning still your mind has impurities. You are not so impure as before. So kinchit, some cooking has been done, some purification has been done. If this is not done, then you will start even before, early before that. So then you will start with um, sweeping the floor and things like that. You know, so start with karma yoga. But as a result of karma yoga, if your mind has been somewhat purified, that you gain now some kind of purity and little some concentration, some self-control, then. हठ योग संयुत है देन यू कैन प्रैक्टिस दिस राज योगा बट यू ऑल्सो नीड दिस हठ योगा सो दिस पातंजलि योग इसको हठ योगा टीकाकार से हठ योगा इज ऑल्सो हठ योगा ऑल्सो सो मे बी इन दैट टाइम दिस हठ योगा इज ए सिक्स हंड्रेड इयर ओल्ड यू नो हठ योग प्रदीपिका सो मोस्टली वॉट इज प्रैक्टिस दिस इज हठ योगा which is which is the kundalini yoga which in fact aims at invoking your the sleeping energy called kundalini and that is how you get the realization so that is another method which is called hatha yoga now but what is meant by hatha yoga is patanjali yoga meaning that yama niyama asana pranayama proceeding in that systematic manner so all right This Raja Yoga does not require any of those things, but because of the lack of purity in your mind, if the Raja Yoga, meaning that this contemplation of vichara doesn't quite work for you, 
then may you supplement that which are also with your asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana supplement with that so hatha yogena sanyuta in accompaniment with the hatha yoga you practice this raja yoga <coughs> for those whose minds are purified raja yoga as we have described enough for those it is not so all right then for for that that remaining purification use this yoga what asana pranayama so pranayama all of that brings about antakarna shuddhi so yama niyama asana pranayama all of these also bring about purification of mind because then only you can become prepared for the following stage each following stage is subtler than the previous one and there requires a mind which is more pure than before so yama purifies the mind niyama further purifies the mind asana further purifies pranayama where most purifies then you become then then pratyahara inwardness happens then the concentration happens etc so take the help of that along with this ayam rajayoga eva kesham yogya hati then this rajayoga that sir you prescribe kesham yogya who are the people for whom this rajayoga meant the 15 step rajayoga or 15 limb rajayoga that you describe is fit for whom is is prescribed for whom idi akankshayam when that question is asked sar granthartham upasamharan in the last verse the teacher summarizes or concludes the the entire artha the entire subject matter of this text so what is ta- taught in the text in one verse the whole thing is summarized while telling us also who is adhikari for this yoga that we have taught in this text <coughs> so last verse is paripakvam mano yesham kevalo yam cha siddhidah guru devata bhaktanam sarvesham sulabho javad परिपक्व मनो यशामनः siddhim dadati siddhidah so that in fact gives you the siddhi or the perfection when you are attaining the goal simply by the raja yoga or simply by the contemplation that we have prescribed here if you possess those four four qualifications <coughs> so paripakvam ragaadi malarahitam ragadvesha is called impurity paripakvam the mind is free from ragadvesha meaning those who possess this viveka vairagya this sampatti tesham jitarishad vargaanam 
those who have conquered all the six inner enemies, Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Madha, Matsarya, those who have conquered them, Purusha Dhurandharanam, those people who are really Dhurandhara, Dhurandharati, so those Dhurandhara means these most exalted among the human beings. Those who conquer those inner enemies, so that is a warrior. So who is who conquers the enemy? Which enemy? In this case, the inner enemies. <clears throat> so those who conquer the inner enemies and thus purify their mind, for them all that is needed is this vichara. That's all that is needed. Kevalaha, <clears throat> without the aid for that Patanjali Yoga, also Siddhidha. It brings about the Siddhi. What is it? So, Pratyavinna Brahma Paroksha Jnana Dwara, that contemplation as prescribed produces knowledge that I am Brahman, the Paroksha Jnanam. The immediate knowledge that I am Brahman is created by that. Or knowledge happens as a result of that. <clears throat> what does it do? Swarupa Vasthan Lakshana Mukti Pradaha. One abides in one's own nature with Brahman, and that's how one gains Siddhi or liberation. So for those who are ready, what we have said in the text is enough for them to attain their final goal. <clears throat> so keoloyam cha, cha is eva, indeed this itself is enough. So that is why, uh, you know, when our course was complete, our Swamiji, when these people go out, then all kinds of, you know, things are there, so they, Swamiji made it a point. Look, what you have gained here is enough for you. What you have gained here is enough for you. Build on that. Contempl- you don't need anything else. Mean, don't go to Tarka and go to Nyaya and don't go to this and don't go to all. Because people when they go, oh, oh I don't know Tarka. That I have not learned enough. Oh, Nyaya I didn't learn enough. Mimamsa I didn't learn enough. Vyakran I didn't. You don't need. What a Vyakran you needed, you have. What a Tarka you needed, you have. What a Mimam said, you have. You have what you need. Otherwise, people get distracted. If I feel that, oh, I don't know enough Mimamsa, then it becomes, you know, another thing. And I make a disturbance. Vedanta sometimes left out. So people went for Tarka and Nyaya, and they got so fascinated. Everything is fascinating. Sanskrit Vyakram also is very fascinating. Mimam, everything is fascinating. And then you may, it may fascinate you more than Vedanta. And so it's quite likely you can distract it. Don't do anything else. Because then they start all, people start all kinds of, because then then somebody starts, Kundalini, somebody starts that, then you find everybody, do all, people doing all kinds of things. So that fear is all, that's what Swami said, you don't need anything else. So the Upanishad teacher also says that. That this, what we have told you is enough. There's nothing more to tell. The Upanishad also, teacher makes a conclusion that what we have taught you is enough. So this teacher also says that what we have taught itself is enough to give you the siddhi or perfection of the nature of moksha, which is abidance in your being what you are, that's all. Abiding in the true nature of yourself, which is being what you are. That is moksha, because you are already liberated. But then, only yesha, only for those whose mind is paripakvam. Nanyesham aparipakvam anasamityartha. 
So only for those who have purified mind that this work, but those who do not have that qualification, this itself will not work. Is it not enough? Then what do you need? Nunu paripakva manastam ati durulavam. What do you say, sir? Viveka, Vairagya, Samadhi, Shatka, Sambhati, Mumukshutvam, Paripakvatam, this Atidurlam is extremely difficult. To gain this kind of purification of mind, to gain that Viveka, Vairagya and all of this is Atidurlam, extremely difficult. Then what do we do? Who find that Vairagya is so difficult, quietening mind is so difficult, self-control is so difficult, So this is there anyway. But then even further means will tell you. You know, if you are not ready with this qualification, then we will give you this you do. But further sadhanam will give you. Something more internal, more intimate thing will give you. So second line says... Guru Deva Bhaktanam Sarvesham Sulabhojavat. So Bhakti came. Guru Deva Bhaktanam Java Atishigram. So Sarvesham. Guru Deva Bhaktanam. What is Guru Deva Bhaktanam? So those who are devoted to Guru and Devata. Because of the famous verse, it, it draws from that famous verse from the Shweta Upanishad. Yasya deve parabhakti yatha deve tathagura tasyete kathitha hyartaha prakashante mahatmanah. So having taught the entire Upanishad, the last verse, Shweta Ashwata Roshi says this. That what we have told you, Yasya deve parabhakti, one with supreme devotion for devata, meaning for Ishwara whom we want to know. Yatha Deve Tatha Guru, that bhakti that you have for Dev for Ishwara, the same level of bhakti for Guru also. Tasyate Kathita Hyarthaha Prakash Tasya Mahatmana of that Mahatma, of that saintly person who has the devotion for Ishwara as well as for Guru, supreme devotion. The words that we have taught will bring the meaning in your mind. These words will become live to them. So words remain words unless the mind is ready. So those who have this bhakti in their heart, in their mind, these words will ring true and they will gain the knowledge. So therefore the bhakti is prescribed as also as necessary for knowledge. For those who have not been able to cultivate that sadhana chastu sampatti in its totality. All of us have it. We all have viveka and vairagya. All of us we have. But if you don't have it in a complete measure, then add this. Sarve shamadipadena varanashramadi nirapeksham manushyamatram. So says Guru Dev Bhaktanam Sarvesham. Of all the people, doesn't matter what varana they are. What caste they are doesn't matter. What stage of life they are doesn't matter. Brahmacharya, Brahmachari, Grahastha, Avanapastha, doesn't matter. Sanyasi, Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, whoever it is. Man, woman, whoever they are. In Bhakti, everybody is Adhikari. 
And so in Lord Krishna also said, you know, that everybody, all you need, so, Kaunte Pratijani Name Bhakta Pranasyadi Mami Partha Vyapashit Yepi Sif Papayonaya Stryo Vaishyasta Shudra Tepi Yanti Paramgatim they think that the Sri Vaishya Shudra are not qualified Jnana. Don't worry, they are all qualified Bhakti. And they will also attain that, that knowledge. And they will also attain the ultimate uh, goal. <coughs> so, so, Manushyamat Sarvesham Sulabho Javar. Very quickly, this becomes Sulabha. It becomes easy to attain. <coughs> Atahiva Gurudev Bhakti Antara. So, therefore, Gurudeva Bhakti Antarangatvam. Therefore, this bhakti is the most intimate means. Then comes that, that vichara. So, first comes bhakti, most intimate, and then aided with that, that vichara that we have described here will certainly bring you the knowledge. <coughs> so, Shaddhavan, Labhate, Jnanam, Tadvidhi, Pranipatena, all of this said. So, Paripakva Manasamapi. Those sadhyani sadhanani. Sometimes, even for people who have that qualification, even they also are not able to gain the knowledge. Sometimes it happens. Guru Devata Bhaktaram. So even if your mind is not quite as ready as them, sometimes people whose mind is ready, even they are also not able to get. But when you have the bhakti, even if your mind is not as ready, you still you get. Those who have bhakti will definitely get it. Those who have those qualifications should get it, but sometimes they may not get it. But those who have devotion will definitely get it. Meaning if you do not have that kind of purification of mind, but your devotion for Guru and the Ishwara, then susadhyani bhavanti. This knowledge becomes easy of attainment. Deheto Gurudeva Bhajanameva so the teacher gives a final thing. Everybody should have the bhajanam. The bhajanam means worshipping of guru and devata. To cultivate the bhakti. So karyam, this must be done. Meaning that one must cultivate the bhakti for guru and ishwara. And what do you do by serving etc. Whatever is required, you do for Discovering that bhakti. So, dharma avirodhana, without giving up your dharma. So, what happens is in worshipping devata, etc., then you give up all your duties. No, that's not right. So, dharma avirodhana. So, therefore, you, you, you serve the teachers, etc., gain their favor without compromising your own dharma or own duties. Sarvahi karyam, that everybody should do, whether you are ready or not ready. It is conceivable that even if you have the sadhana chatushtya, sometimes you find it difficult. But if you have this, you will definitely get that. So that's the prescription or this is the final advice by the teacher. Idi paramam mangalam. So thus, this is a very auspicious way of concluding the text. Conclusion with bhakti, you know, of Ishvara and of the Guru. <coughs> it must come from their own experience anyway. Well, whenever we find, they always start with, you know, salutation of Sri Hari, you know, Paramanandam, Sri Harim, Paramanandam, Upadeshtar means Guru. So they always start with the, the salutation to Ishwara and Guru. 
So I guess this is all told from their own experience. So iti paramam mangalam. And thus, this with mangalam, with auspiciousness, with, uh, with all the blessings that this text is complete, concluded here. Iti shrimat shankara bhagat padachaya virachita aparokshanabhuti samapta. In this manner, aparokshanabhuti is a text. Virachita, which has been composed by Shema Shankar Bhagat Padacharya by Adi Shankaracharya Samapta is very well concluded. <coughs> oh. Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Shishade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantav Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Shri Harim Paramanandam Upadeshtaramishwaram Vyapakam Sarvalokanam Karanam Tam Namamyaham Aparokshanabhutirvai Prochade Moksha Siddhaye Sadbireva Prayatnena Vikshaniya Muhurmuhu Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om